Hi, it's the girl out there, right here with you. It's me, Cindy, coming at you every Friday morning, talking all things metaphysical with some amazing guests lined up. So grab your cup of bliss and cozy on up for one amazing adventure. It'll be between 30 and 40 minutes and I can guarantee we will be learning some really cool facts together and also having some fun. Some weeks too will just be me and my dear diary best friend chatting about the random and fascinating adventures of our own lives while we discuss probably what we learned from the week before. I guarantee this is one podcast you do not want to miss. So hit the subscribe button so you are notified. Can't wait to get on this adventure with you. Hi, it's the girl out there right here with you. It's me, Cindy. And this week I am here with Raina. Hi, Raina. Hello. I love that your whole introduction is like a song, this beautiful song. (laughs) I've missed you. I've missed you too. I can't believe how long it's been. I know. And I I love that the way we met is on a podcast. Right. Isn't it weird? Like just looking back at how we met and it's how it's evolved. And here we are reconnecting on your very own podcast. I know. We thought, oh, that would be cool. I wonder how people do that. And now suddenly, here I am. Boom, here you are. Well, I can't think of a better person to have a podcast, to be honest. I I love it. Thank you. So I thought, (laughs) I always like to tell people a little bit about um, how we connected and then just dive into who that person is. So um, let's let's share how we met. And from you, from you, from you, can from our, my perspective, yeah. um, well, we had, uh, we met on the first podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we met, so I, that's so weird to say, isn't it? I've had two podcasts. I um, we met on the first podcast. Um, you know, I have always been intrigued by mediums and supernatural and just I mean we even had a past life reading I know we did and I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point but like the whole idea of you know this kind of I grew up in a missionary Baptist family (laughs) I don't know if you actually knew that um and so you know through the podcast we were like who would we love to interview and talk to and my friend Allie was like, I know this amazing girl named, or this amazing woman, if you will, named Cindy. And, you know, was raving about everything and then having you on the podcast and, and getting like our own personal readings. I'm pretty sure the entire time we met, the very first recording that we had, I was like bawling my eyes out <laughs> the entire time, <laughs> which is kind of how the trend of our conversations have gone over the last year, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I always say it now because it's so interesting. I always tend, I don't meet people in person, right? It's all been Zoom and I always have this box of Kleenex and I always try to shove it through the computer. Like, I I really want to hand this to the person, but uh, I (laughs) I never can. Yeah, um... I bet it's so hard being on your end because, you know, and I've had readings from other people and, you know, I feel like it's, it's kind of this thing where you tend to draw a lot of emotion out of people. And so I bet it's crazy just 
not only having to witness that, but like, you know, kind of soak a little bit of that emotion in each time you do a reading and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it is a definitely an interesting place to sit on this side, but I always feel like, um, and watching you as well, um, and we can now go into all the parts of you, but um, <laughs> watching that emotion, I always look at it and go, ah, they hit it. Like, and I'm only there, I believe, as the mm-hmm. conduit. Like, I when I see somebody and... I know that they, it's like, they've had that aha moment where it's like, great, that those tears are because they're discovering new and amazing parts of themselves and mm-hmm. they're feeling. And sometimes for people, it's like, they're really feeling for the first time in a while, or they're feeling in different and new ways and they're being really vulnerable. And when they're crying with me, it's that they're trusting, they're trusting themselves and they're trusting me. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, so I honor it. Um, I honor the yeah. space and know that we're we're going to be on that adventure to go more and mm-hmm. and I know with you it's been this tap for me where it's like I'm I'm meant to I'm meant to be there for you in ways or for us together so I know that's what where we've kind of been on this in this space for the last however long it's I don't even know together but it's always been like I'm supposed to be doing something else with you I don't know what it is but just checking <laughs> in so yes exciting space so do you want to share a little bit um I mean I know that you I remember that day when we met and I was like who what do you do because I'd never check um somebody's (laughs) um uh profile or Instagram before a reading and I was like do you do something with food or something and people were smiling but then I went I went after and I was like holy you have a you have a huge (laughs) Who are you? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure at that time my Instagram name was Raina versus Food, and so I was like, "Wait, she had to have seen my profile before so we started." Because I did. yes, <laughs> I know, I know, and that's what's crazy is that when you didn't, and then you know some of the stuff we kind of walked through and uncovered, it's like there's no way, yeah. there's no way, and I that's part of you know what I love about what you do. Yeah. <laughs> so for the but. people who perhaps. Um, that that small amount of people who don't know who you are. Do you want to share a little bit of your journey or share as much as you want? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. You're like, for the people who don't know who you are, like no one knows who I am first of all. Yeah. And you know, I took a social media break in December mm-hmm. and I remember like a week in my friend, Allie, I was like calling her and I was crying and I'm going through all these emotions. And she's like, Raina, nobody thinks about you the way you think they think about you. Like no one's sitting here being like, where'd Raina go? And I'm like, oh, and so it reminded me of what you just said of like, you know, it's for the people that don't know you. And I'm like, no, very few people know me, yeah. but I am honored and lucky to be able to have a, you know, minor influence over a good chunk of people on social media. And so it's, um, it's, it's, it's exciting yes. to walk through and I've shared a lot of my journey on social media. Um, they, my story, I mean, I guess I'll start at the very beginning and we can just kind of yes. dig into whatever you want to dig into. Yes. Um, but I grew up in a very, very, very small town. My, um, parents divorced when I was six. And so I was kind of between parents for a really long time. Um, my mom remarried and was married five different times. Mm. And my, yeah, it was interesting. And my dad remarried when I was about nine years old. And he remarried into, um, or married a woman who was about 10 years older than me. Mm. 
And so it was a very difficult relationship to begin with. And then she was kind of a part of a very religious family. And then that led my dad to becoming a preacher. And so then I had this, you know, preacher father and, you know, Christian family. And then on the other side, I had my mom had kind of been divorced five times and, you know, had tarot cards and all of the fun stuff. And so I grew up very torn. Um, but also very, uh, you know, it's such a small town. I remember my graduating class had like 16 people in it. And so I dated everybody, knew everybody, everybody knew everybody's life story. And so as soon as I turned 18 and graduated, I moved out and I moved to what I called the the big city. It had like, you know, 150,000 po- people population and it was just way bigger than where I had grown up. So I was really excited. I enrolled in college. Um, went to a party a couple of months after I moved there with one of my best friends growing up and met a boy, uh, found out I was pregnant, uh, six weeks later and mm. got married nine months later, found out I was pregnant again, three months after that. Oh. And here I am. I, it was like, I, it was a train wreck. Mm. It was a train wreck. My boyfriend at the time or husband eventually um even the night I met him he was doing cocaine and like partying and going crazy and so I knew what I was getting into but then six weeks later I am pregnant and growing up in Missouri and coming from a at, you know what ended to be a very religious family I was like you know I don't have any option but to have this baby right and so I was 18 and had a baby and a drug addict husband and then got pregnant again. So I had two babies under two. Um, I spent the next 10 years. um, Yeah, about 10, 11 years of that marriage. I I hung on. I, you know, told myself every single day that I was not going to repeat what my mom did and I didn't want to get divorced. And I had this just you know, drive to say, I don't want to be that statistic. And so I stuck along in the marriage and I held on and I fought through it. And I mean, it was probably at least once a year that I found out he had had several affairs and, you know, he would come home, you know, high most of the time. There were days where he would, you know, leave the house and say, I'm going to go run to, you know, Target and get diapers. And then he wouldn't come home until, you know, 11 o'clock the next day. And, So I survived for about 10 years. Um, Through that, I developed eating disorders and depression and anxiety. And I mean, my self-worth was just shot. And I'm like, if I can control anything, it'll be my food. And so I kind of developed this insane, unhealthy relationship with food going from, you know, months at a time struggling with anorexia. And then I'd switch to bulimia because I wanted to eat. And, you know, I would, I remember having a job at a call center PS was the worst job of my entire life. Um, And I don't judge anybody that's in that position. But I remember just like answering the phone, just being so miserable in my life where it just bled out into my job. I'd answer the phone and I'd be pissed off. And I was that customer service representative that was just such a biatch, you know, Um, because I just hated that job. But I remember sitting there and answering phones. And I was at that time going through what I called my Cheerio diet. And I would keep a box of Cheerios in my desk drawer. And every time I felt a hunger pain, I would grab a handful of Cheerios and swallow it down and move on. And that was kind of how I survived for a really long time. Um, And that lasted until about 2013 when I started health and fitness coaching, (laughs) which it sounds crazy to go from like that story into now I'm like, Hey, I'm a health and fitness coach. You want to follow my plan? You know? Wow. 
So and so you went immediately it's, from it's that loaded well, story. No, I mean, that's <laughs> ma- like so you immediately went into that into this health and fitness coaching. Did you have any um, therapy, or were you just straight into that idea for yourself? You know, at that time, right at that time, I so it was late 2012 and my husband at the time had gone, you know, every six months I was like, not even every six months, every, at least once a month, I was like, I'm leaving you and we're done. And we had gone probably six months where he went through this. I'm going to just call it a phase where he got saved in church. And I'm using air quotes, even though you can't see me, (laughs) got saved in church. Um, And so, you know, in his words, dedicated his life to Christ. And we, I mean, he for six months played a really solid game where I felt like things were getting good. And so during that time, I kind of looked down and I'm like, well, you know, I feel good and I finally feel good with him, but I don't look good. And I definitely don't feel good about myself. And so I actually enrolled in a gym, um, one that had childcare because I had to bring my girls and, um, during that time, I kind of fell in love. I enrolled in like pump classes where it's like you kind of lift weights to the beat and that kind of thing. And I just, I fell in love with it, even though I was like hiding in the back of the class. I was like, it was just a form of therapy for me. And then um, not long after someone on um, social media, I had this interaction with someone on social media who presented this opportunity to become a health and fitness coach. And they presented it in the way where it was more so going to be accountability for me, right? Sharing my journey on social media, putting it out there that I'm doing this health and fitness thing. And it was going to be just this insane form of accountability. And I was like, that's exactly what I need because I've never been into health and fitness. I've never followed a plan. I've, I've just started going to the gym and I'm going four days a week and that's the most I've ever done. And I just felt amazing. And so I was like, yes, that's the accountability that I need. Um, it was, you know, I, I paid, I think I say it was expensive and looking back now, I'm like, oh my God, I would have paid all of that plus some, but I, you know, I paid a couple hundred dollars to enroll. And I remember putting it on a credit card because we were so broke. And like my husband at the time had a six figure paying job. I was working at a hospital. I was also working in a restaurant. So I was working two jobs um, because we were so broke and paycheck to paycheck because of his mm. drug habits. And so I just remember, you know, being so exhausted and then signing up for this, you know, health and fitness thing. And, you know, I was talking to my friends and family and got a couple people to join me. And I remember that first paycheck being like 230 bucks or something like that. And I was like, this is my answer. This is my answer to everything (laughs) is just, you know, even if it was a couple hundred dollars a month, that was going to be such a game changer for me and my family. And so that at that moment, I didn't look back and I kind of evolved the business from there. So that, so. that was how many years ago now? Oh, it's been, it was actually eight years on April 12th. Oh. was the day I signed up. Yeah. So my eight year anniversary. Not and ago. so well, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. Um, and obviously though, since then, um, there has been many uh, rocky things that have happened and some amazing things that have happened as well that have transformed you. Um, mm. So your your marriage obviously did not last. Yes. Yes. I, 
you know, I, for every rocky thing though, like I can look back and say, oh my God, thank God that happened that way. Because, you know, where I am now, it's just, it's insane to see the transformation. And I talk a lot about like feeling like I've lived like eight different lives, even in this one lifetime. And it's just because I feel like I've had to transform into several different people to kind of survive. It felt like, um, so yeah, when I started the health and fitness business, um, I was still married. My kids were young. My oldest daughter was starting kindergarten. And so I was rocking this like entrepreneur life. I, um, convinced my husband to let me quit both of the jobs that I was working because I had started to make enough with the health and fitness business. And so I started to do that full time. Um, and throughout this, you know, he started to kind of, he kind of developed into what I used to call like my, my superhero husband like my entrepreneur husband because he was the person who would like take the kids to school and pick the kids up from school and he would let me stay and work and he would you know take over while I did you know calls and all of these things and then you know fast forward several years into the business we had we had told everybody about his addictions he had supposedly stayed clean and I genuinely was living this life of really fully believing him and being like holy shit this is why I fought for so long was to get to this point where things are good. And he's like, look at the daddy is and all of these things. And we had lived in Kansas City uh, for most of our marriage. And then when I started to have success in the fitness business, I was like, oh, screw this. We're going to California. And for some reason, I thought California was like the place I needed to be. I had been born and raised in Missouri and super small town and then getting pregnant young and married young. I just felt like I had missed out on a lot of opportunity. And so I was like, I'm not going to have my kids go through the same thing. I don't want them to have, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade in Missouri. And I just wanted a different life. And so I worked my butt off um, and double tripled my income so that we could afford to move to California. And we actually got a house on the beach and I had this 180 view of the ocean and it was just Absolutely. You have, I mean, I, the people that followed me on Instagram during that time, I'm like, don't you remember how beautiful this was? I have pictures of me working out on my balcony and the oceans just behind me. And Cindy, I felt like everything I had worked for had come together. And then one morning I found my husband in the bed having a seizure because he was withdrawing from opiates, opioids. And I had no idea that he was addicted, um, no idea that he was taking the amount that he was. Just the entire thing came kind of crashing down, if you will. I'm getting emotional talking about it, and I don't know <laughs> why. Um, but it all just kind of came crashing down. And I, I felt in that moment, I was like, I, I even told my ex-mother-in-law that, this. I said, in that moment, I stopped loving him. Like it was that moment that I was like, if this is not what I thought it was. And it wasn't a sadness that I had for him. It was a frustration and anger because it was like, no, I've worked for so long for this reality and you're going to fuck it up. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so we spent a week in the hospital. We got him enrolled in some rehab centers in San Diego and a couple of days went by. He checked himself out um, swore that he was great. Uh, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And then we decided to this at this, this whole time, I'm just I'm not in love with him. Right. I'm riding the wave and I'm saying, you know, because of the kids, sure. I'm going to act like everything's fine, but you're just, I just right. can't even stand to look at you. And so 
we somehow he manipulated me into moving to Colorado. We couldn't quote unquote afford California at that point. Um, I had turned finances over to him prior to this whole hospitalization and things like that. And just kind of trusted that my husband was taking care of things. <sighs> and when we moved to Colorado, I know <laughs> I hear the sigh. I understand it. Uh, I understand it. I but just, yes. 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 Um, so we moved to Colorado. I wasn't, you know, I, I remember crying the whole like month prior to us leaving, just crying on my balcony in California being like, I am so pissed, you know, that I'm even leaving and just had such strong emotions. And so I had this like hate towards Colorado for a really long time, um, when we moved. So we found a house, beautiful home, everything was fine. Um, and then a few months later, we had this big blowout at our house where he was like up late in the night, his pills fell out everywhere. I, the girls prior to that had found, you know, pills buried in the dog's beard. And like, it just, it was day after day of things where I was like, I can't, my daughters can't be around this anymore. And I can't be around this anymore. And so I filed for divorce in November of 2016. I think it was November. And, um, that's been kind of, you know, I, I, that was a period where I can look and say, okay, yep, that was a moment where I had to turn into somebody else. And I then had to be single mom, entrepreneur, um, you know, you know, really just taking the reins of my life, which I had kind of let my husband take. Um, and so, through the stress of all that, a um, couple months later, I actually got diagnosed. I didn't get diagnosed. I was diagnosed prior to this, but I had um, ulcerative colitis. And so several months later, after filing for divorce, the stress just completely killed me. And, you know, I look back now and I've read so many books recently about how much the stress in our lives and our thoughts kind of keep us mm-hmm. sick and make us sick and things like that. And I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, he nearly killed me because of the stress. And I was in the hospital and had to get uh, my entire large intestine removed. I got some of my small intestine removed and I now have a permanent ileostomy bag. And so I lost my husband. I lost the house that I thought, you know, in California that I'd worked for. I now was sitting in a hospital bed recovering with this you know, permanent bag on my stomach that I was now going to have to poop in, you know, and I'm just like, what else? Um, But I got through it and my business exploded, not exploded, but just, it felt more exciting and passionate than ever because now I had this, like, I had another story to tell where I had been telling the story of what looked like the perfect life and it was all put together and my husband was so supportive and my kids are in school and we live on the beach in California, you know, and it was just this idea of what I thought everything was got ripped away, but what it turned into now I'm like, Oh my God, thank God that happened. You know, thank God that happened. Oh, so, so, you know, it's it's so, I mean, I could get choked up with you, which, you know, (laughs) And I, and there's, <laughs> I and, and I, you know, I feel for I you for so many reasons. And, um, and I think we connect so well. I think we all have a story to share. Um, we, and we all do, and we're all often yeah. longing for, um, 
that perfect story because the perfect story feels so so much more comfortable but underlying is the pain of truth and um and that's that's where we're Mm. able to go like okay well we have have these stories and um and just like you were saying earlier yes every single bump um is meant to be and it's not um why me it's Mm -hmm. it's uh like yes me like yes me and thank you yes and thank you yeah (laughs) yes like thank you universe for aligning things just the way you did because I look back and I'm like if I would I can't even imagine what my life would look like right now had I stayed with him like what would the last five years look like like I don't know that I'd be alive and I know that sounds extreme but the health stuff that I went through I'm just Mm -hmm. like I don't know that I would be and it's heartbreaking yeah. to think about for my kids oh, you know course. and so now um fast yeah. forward uh to the last year where you and I have connected um and you were um and thank you yes. for being so vulnerable with all of that uh truth that you just shared I did not know of course <laughs> all of those things <laughs> Yeah, I know. You know, it's funny. As much as we've like dug in with one another, we haven't no. like, really, <laughs> well, really dug in. And that's like, there's <laughs> so always much more. Like, yeah. There are things where I've been with friends and people and, and they'll look at me now and go, I've known you for 20 years. I still didn't even know that. Um, but, you know, yeah. this last year you've been so ready. I think you ready for where you've, I believe you've had to go head down. Like you we had to go head down for yourself and for your kids, obviously, and um, to protect yourself, right? And I think in this last year, you were you were ready yeah. to say, "Now I can choose calm. Now I can choose another way." Um, if that makes sense, um, and yeah. also scared about what that would it mean, does. like the other side of that and the vulnerability that came with that as well. Um, is that is that true (laughs) yeah well yes it's very true and I you know I think I've been living in this fight or flight for my entire like for 33 years and I just turned 34 (laughs) so this last year you were probably, Cindy, one of the first people that, and it was in that first reading that said something at one point mm-hmm. about a need to slow down. And I heard that and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means. And I don't have time for that. <laughs> I've got a business to run. I've got kids to raise. I now yeah. have a boyfriend to entertain, you know? So I was in this mm-hmm. headspace of like, that's not possible. And over the last, over the next probably two months, we interviewed more people in the podcast and I, you know, talked to you privately and talked to a couple of them. And I got a therapist and all of these things and every single person, anytime, even in an interview, if I would say something or ask a question, they'd be like, it sounds like you need to slow down. And I'd be like, Oh my God, stop telling me I need to slow down. Everyone was telling me I needed to slow down. And so I eventually heard that when I had this, I had this Mm. YouTube video made about me where someone just, they got a hold of a team call and I will be completely and totally honest because of my fight or flight, you know, even in my business, I kind of developed this 
tough love mindset where it was like, like, I don't have time for your excuses. I don't, you know, yeah. do you know how I built this business? You know, it was kind of my thing. It was like, I built my business right. with blood, sweat and tears and you're going to too. You know what I mean? And so I had this tough love exterior that had just, it was a wall. You know, I have a brick wall tattoo on my chest and I got that because I literally feel like I've had this brick wall just right underneath my skin so nobody can get in. And she got in. This person that made this YouTube video chopped it and cropped it to the perfect, just make me look like oh. the perfect, awful person. It shined a light on a lot of things that I was not proud of. And to the extent where you could see, like, I remember somebody saying something about you know, well, I couldn't sit down and do work yesterday. I had to take my dog to the vet. And I was like, you better be sent, be sending messages in the vet's office, right? Like it was just this like hard exterior of like, I don't care what you have going on. You better be doing this. If, if you want it bad enough, you're going to do it. And again, that video really shined a light on that. And it forced me to, I mean, I don't know that if I've cried or hit more of a rock bottom than I did when I saw that video, even through my marriage and my ulcerative colitis and all of these things, this woke me up the most because mm. it made me see myself in a different light. It made me see myself in a way where I was like, that's not something I'm proud of. That's not somebody I want to be. That's not what I want my team to feel. That's not what I want my family to feel or see. Like I am right. not that person. And I knew that, right. but that video said otherwise. And so with that, I, shifted again into another person. And I said, okay, everyone for the last couple of months has been telling me to slow down. This person just rocked my world and I have to slow down. I have no option because, you know, I was having anxiety so bad where I would wake up and just be in like sweats. And I would just in the middle of the afternoon, start shaking and crying. And it was just such an, a crazy mm -hmm. emotional period for me. And that really caused the slowdown. It was saying, you know, that's not what I want my life to look like or feel like or be like. I don't want to, you know, feel that fight or flight anymore. I'm really, really, really ready to kind of surrender that feeling. And so with you and with therapists and I started meditating and actually got a meditation coach. I started journaling and I started like I probably for half of the year in 2020 and, you know, good part into 2021 didn't really even work my business. I, I didn't sit down and do the things I needed to do every single day. I really went into this coast mode because I knew how deeply I needed that slowdown. And so I kind of restricted my work hours and took it down to the bare minimum and really just dove into of what course. brings me joy if that makes sense as cliche as that as cliche as that sounds it was like what makes Rena happy like you know what makes me happy and so I realized that you know a big part of the slowdown was like I love my morning routine and I love that I don't have to start work until 10 a.m I get to take you know the first four hours of my morning and do what feels good to me to really think about what what does make you happy and I remember you looking at me going I don't even know like and I think that was the honest moment where uh and I was yeah. like that's okay that's okay that's okay and I, and I think that's an honest time where and I'll sit yeah. there now and ask people that question like do you know do you know what makes you happy because we're so busy going from gotta go do the dishes gotta go do this gotta do this that we don't know our joy anymore and 
Um, so yeah. to be able to sit and it's go like, so I really like, and I remember you, you had sat there going like, I like the sun on my face. Like, that's what I like today. That that's making me happy. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that is, yes. Yes. And you know what? It was crazy because it took such insane baby steps yeah. like that for me to realize that I needed to slow down. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I am running this course right now and half the people in it, it's, it's a course based mm-hmm. on like consistency, teaching people to be consistent. And I'm, you know, five days into this course and people are like, when are we going to get to like learning how to be consistent? And this whole like yeah. first week is the theme is slow down. And so I'm like, yeah. you're clearly not following the instructions because you're here being like, okay, no, I need to learn consistency. I need to like, let's get to it. I need yeah. to learn consistency. And I'm like, no, you need to slow down to learn consistency. And so it's just interesting how we kind of just convince ourselves of, you know, what we need and what's right and what's not. And it's like, we have really yeah. no idea until you slow I down. Think that's, to uh, and, and it was so brave of you to take yeah. that full month off. Um, and and I say that to people all the time, like we don't realize how simplistic it is like that. If you really are slowing down, like the weight of a blanket yeah. and I'll say that to people, they'll stare at me and I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Like, are you paying attention to, do you mm. love how great your steering wheel feels? And they'll be like, huh? I'm like, but these are the things that yeah. if you found out tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I know this sounds um, morbid, but if I wrote you a letter tomorrow and said, you have 15 days to live, what? are you going to pay? I could get teary. Mm. What are you going to pay attention to? Because honestly, this is how you yeah. should be living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I realized hard once that video came out that when I shut my phone, when I shut my computer, when I turn the lights out, yeah. like literally nothing outside of my bubble matters. It's just my dogs. It's my two children. It's my boyfriend who, you know, I've gone through ups and downs yeah. in my own head being like does he even love me and I'm like he's here with me and these two children taking care like and it's just like slow down and see what you have and allow a little bit of gratitude and maybe look for a silver lining in a position where you are just not feeling it and it's it's you're so right like 15 days to live we yeah. are not giving a shit about what's on Instagram or what's yeah. going on outside there who the president is or you know what I mean we are completely yes. and totally going to be consumed by the people yeah. around us that we love yeah and well and I um your so story true. is incredible and 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 I think what is um really important and and precious is that you which I know you bounce back and forth about is that you do have this incredible influence over people, um, which um, you've you're you're being able to shift in in a way where uh, so people that you do influence are hearing this impact of slowing down and having fun and nurturing uh, all of this, and so great gratitude yeah. for that because um, you are paying attention to the slow. So. I love that. So what is this course about that you're doing? Well, it's about <laughs> basically my last year. I guess. Um, it's called change your thoughts, change your world. And it's just that, you know, this entire first week I shared is just about slowing down and it's implementing little tiny breaths and, you know, throughout the day and it's, taking your pen and paper and saying, okay, what brings me joy and listing it out and saying, okay, I'm going to do one of these things every single day. And it's, 
you know, the teaching of how to transition from shutting off work to shutting on mom or turning on mom mode and really slowing down to be able to be in mom mode when work is done. And, you know, I think especially this year, it's just been so hard with the pandemic and everything being closed. And, you know, my kids, I, my oldest just had, um, I just took her to her high school. Um, she's a freshman. I just took her to the high school yesterday for some testing. And it was the first time since March 11th of 2020 that I had driven her to school. And she was like tearing up on the way, even though, you know, they still have to have masks and still have to have all these things happen. But just to be able to be there for that was just amazing. And and again, it's, and you, I'm, I don't know where I went with that based on you asking me what my course is about. Um, but it's, it's, it's about basically the last year, just this process of a slowdown. You know, I will proudly label myself the consistency queen. And I think that a lot of people on social media follow me for that, that consistency piece of things. And I really just wanted to make this course to show people that it's not about a checklist. It's not about a, you know, a to-do list or marking boxes off. It's literally about being quiet enough with yourself and slowing down enough to see what's really getting in the way of you having that consistency I and so love it. that's what the course is about <laughs> oh I'm so I am uh, well one I love hearing Thank your voice you. I love hearing your story and I'm so so excited for all these things so <laughs> Ditto, where, back at you. where can people find you if they're <laughs> they're under a rock like me when it comes to to all of you who don't know who I am no I'm just kidding um basically two places I hate Facebook right now so I don't want you to find me on Facebook I'm not really on Twitter or you know LinkedIn or anything like that um I am on Instagram yeah and I am on Instagram with insane boundaries now so if I don't respond that's why (laughs) um but my Instagram handle is it's just Raina it's it's period just period Raina and I have a website that has like all my health and fitness coaching. And then now this kind of consistency coaching that I'm going through and Ooh, it's, um, it's I like just it. you blueprint.com. Oh, amazing. Ooh, thank oh, you. Well, always, <laughs> always amazing to talk to you yeah. and, oh, and I'm asking these questions. Um, so if you had one little piece of advice for people to take away for their, their day, like what is one thing that you would say to somebody that, you know, just one Mm. thing to add into their day, what would it be? Or change one Mm -hmm. thing to add in, I'm going to say, nice. Well, I'm going to say slow down, but I'm going to say a piece of my slow down has been, journaling. Um, you know, yeah. I've never been someone who enjoyed writing. I, I like my brain moves too fast. And so my handwriting's kind of sloppy. And it was something that <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that's for like people who are like in touch with themselves and things like that. And I've, I started journaling on December yeah. 1st of 2020, when I took my social media break, and I've now filled up through April 16th of 2021. And yeah. I'm, and I don't know when this episode's coming out. And so I'm sorry to say the date, but I've, oh, I've filled so up an much. entire journal now from Love. December 1st, every single day until today. Yeah. And I mean, the clarity that I get from it and the release that I get from it, it is insane. Oh, and so that's one thing I would challenge and people to implement. What is your favorite cup of yeah. <laughs> What do, What do you love? Love to drink. What's your favorite cup? My favorite cup of bliss. Oh my 
gosh. Okay. My favorite, I am going to name drop also. <gasps> um, I drink this yeah. turmeric latte every single day. Um, it's, yeah. it's so good. You know, I've tried some that are like super peppery and super like weird tasting, but this one is dairy free. It's a turmeric latte. There's like six ingredients in it and it's amazing. And it's from golden Ooh, root yum. is the company that makes it and they're local here in Denver. Amazing. So. Okay. And they do Thank ship you. internationally. I, yeah, if you want to try I, tried this. <laughs> I love them. I didn't realize yeah. how good they were. So tasty. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Well, they're thank so good. you for making time yes. for this and so for good. me and yeah, I loved it. Thank you. And your story You're is so incredible. Welcome. Yeah. Thank so you. welcome. It's been so. a pleasure. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. I just love okay. you, Cindy, and I'm happy you okay, had me enjoy on. Enjoy your day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do we have to end? Okay. <laughs> oh, you too. It's okay. been awesome talking to you, Cindy. Bye. I love you very much. Thank you so much for being with us today on this Friday. I hope you had a great cup of bliss with us and that you uh, walk away with some little nuggets or a whole whack of information that you will find useful in your life. That's my hope for these podcasts, that they are useful, informative, and also really fun. You can find me at www.blissfulintuitive.com and on Instagram at Blissful Intuitive. I try to make it intuitive. (laughs) I hope you have a really wonderful day and a really wonderful weekend. A little thought, buy yourself something special. Maybe perhaps it's a bouquet of flowers or maybe some cozy socks for your special feet that have carried you so far this week or perhaps this year. And lean in. Lean into somebody special and look, really look. Have a great, great week. And I'll see you next, see ya next week.